When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. I'm your host Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before and we read those scripts. Today, we are joined by the wonderful TV writer Deirdre Mangan. Deirdre has never seen Better Call Saul, and she rewrote it and we read her script. That is one of my favorite shows. I'm very excited to have her. It's so much fun. This thing happens when it's like legit. She's like a legit TV writer. This thing happens when it's like legit writers and not just like stand-ups where the scripts are good. (laughs) I don't know if that's the way to explain it. It's a good script it's well it's well structured it's got pacing it's you know the exposition the walled wall it's all very good and so that just like leads you and it's very you, you picture everything you understand what a script is supposed to be it's no exterior horse like Andrew's script was but it, it's 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 great it's a great script is kind of right intentions are right motivations are right characters are right it's it's wild so having like legit writers on is just killer, and this is so good, and and Deirdre's hilarious and very fun. We're joined also by Adam Newman, who's on the podcast here all the time, who is also uh, Deirdre's husband, so that's very exciting, and they're very fun. We had a wonderful time. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed Deirdre's script. Thank you if this is your first time, if this is your second time, your hundredth time. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Twitter. We are going to start playing Never Seen It Bingo. Uh, it may be up uh, probably next week. That, If I'm being honest, it's probably going to be a next week thing. Maybe this week, but probably next week. I'm going to put a bingo board up on the Instagram and Twitter. And then if you make a bingo through a common Never Seen It things that happen and, and tell me when they were in the episode, I'm going to send you some merch. And we even retroactively for old episodes, we can have one winner per episode. Maybe a couple. I don't know. Instagram, Twitter, at Never Seen It Show. Find us on there. The full version of this episode, as well as uh, bonus games from previous episodes, things you don't hear in the regular episode, tons of stuff. Uh, the Kyle Ayers Show as well, which is a, just a Patreon-exclusive podcast. That's all, patreon.com slash it. You get extra stuff. It's not edited. There's no ads. We're going to have ads in here. I'm sorry about that, but they're going to be ads. Uh, but you, you get the full thing over on the Patreon, more than you get here. As well as, like I said, a bunch of exclusives just for the Patreon up every week. Patreon.com slash Never Seen It. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Never Seen It Show. That's where you're going to get uh, uh, these bingo boards and all the rules to that. Thank you for listening. Friday. Sorry this is so long. I'm sorry. Oh. I bet I bet having a long intro is going to be on the bingo board. I don't know. Deirdre Mangan has never seen well, in that case, who gives Better Call shit? Saul. Enjoy. <laughs> if this isn't the last one. <laughs> Are we fucking ready to pop? Wow, you sound great. Do I? Didn't he sound great? You. Everybody sounds great. I'm 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 very impressed with the sound quality right now. Of the professional podcast studio, it feels very professional sounding. Yeah, and I know those are very nice cameras, and I know your sound engineer knows what he's doing, so yeah. it feels very pro. I like to say things like, "Do those do video?" To anyone doing. Any, any recording of any kind, like if you're on a set and I like, to, and you get mic'd up, you know how the yep. sound guys can hear you. Yeah. I like to whisper little things to them as well about uh-huh. what's going on. Yeah. It's just a fun thing to do. Yeah. I used to ask. Well, I used to be an extra and like, you know, leg- like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist kind of movies, which mm-hmm. I've never seen. Also, by the way, uh, okay. but. But um, it's your example for what you've done. You're yes. confident enough in what happens in the movie that it it is what you've been a part of. I, I just say it. I was an extra in it. I don't. I don't know what happens in it. But I would do this. I would do similar things on set. And like if like the DP walked by, I'd be like, you know, we'd have his big professional movie and I, the camera, and I'd be like, is that like a Sony Handycam? Yeah, I like doing <laughs> stuff like that. It's a big giant like red yeah. camera rig all yes. the way up, and you're like, does that do phone calls? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Just take a. Just the classic. If people don't know if you're listening, on a set is where a movie is made. Mm-hmm. If you guys are listening, you don't know what a movie is. It's a Hollywood term for a long TV show. Yes. If you don't know what a TV show is, it's a Hollywood tor- term for like a short movie. Yes. Uh, and I have an, an advice. If you're ever an extra in something uh, and you're in like a big party scene with the hundreds of extras, uh, they hate it when at 930 in the morning, one of the extras yells, that's lunch. <laughs> they don't like when you do that. I got I got pulled aside and they were like, okay, you're on for a week. And if you do that again, you're out of here. Did you really I, yeah, do I did that? do that. I uh, I also the first the first thing I was ever an extra in first thing I was ever an extra in was like a coffee shop scene where I'm sitting at a coffee table like behind where the main action is going and they went uh, in action and they did the scene and then they were like cut they're like that's perfect except for that guy staring directly in the camera in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in Chicago in probably 2004 no maybe like 2007 2008 for Lollapalooza one summer oh, sure they were filming the dark night that was all like they're filming like the big scene with the the semi truck that flips over yeah. it's like one in the morning huge and scene, Lollapalooza yeah. is over and we're walking all the you know you, you walk real far to get back to the train it's there's a million people are, and we're walking we're walking and then everything's roped off and then we see all the, the camera stuff and we're like what are you guys filming and they're like we can't tell you <laughs> And then it's like a uh, uh, says like a truck that says Gotham City Police Department <laughs> drives by, and my friend's like, "Is this Batman?" And they're like, "No, like, yeah. really, it's not." Yeah. It's, and then we just saw uh, the big long upside down semi truck. That's was hilarious. Exciting. We're taking pictures, and they're like, "You can't take pictures." And then we're like, "We'll delete them." They go, "Good." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love how many times I've been like, "I'm deleting it." They'll be like, oh, okay, "It was also right. on like an old digital camera, so to delete it was many steps." You mm-hmm. know, you're going in and you're. The, ca- it, the camera was like oh, the square, yeah. and it was very thick, kind of an impractical shape. Uh, like a digital Nokia. elf. What? Remember? That's I, a DVD. The, the elf cameras were very big. I don't know that. I had an elf. Canon? What are you talking about? Digital elf. E-L-P-H? Mm-hmm. Now I know a, less than when I thought it was it ELF. It was a popular digital camera in the times when we would have the digital cameras. Has anyone heard about this? Nope. Aristotle, nope. Rebecca, do you know elves? No one knows what it was. It was a tiny little. I think Canon made it. It was like a tiny little. Well, then it would be a Canon camera. camera. Oh, you mean it was like a Canon Elf? Digital. Yeah, Elf was the yes. You know, Will Ferrell, as far as movies go, is a Canon Elf. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Come on. Have you seen that one? I've seen Elf. I love Elf. You've seen Elf, right? Yes. How do we deal with this mic? Is this gonna? Am I with the mask? Does it fuck up the sound? I thought we were already fully podcasting. The sound. It's just, it feels it's like, like a, it's so, I feel like I'm at the big kid's table with the big kid's mic. You could probably eat it a little bit more, like get a little closer. Eat it? Yeah, but I feel like it's like a, it's like an extra pop filter. Yeah. Here, let me hand out the scripts here. Um, I don't know why I thought I would keep them over here for like an aesthetic thing, even though we did it. Uh, but hey, yeah, we're recording, right, Aristotle? Uh, hey, everybody, this has never seen it. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. Today, having never seen Better Call Saul and giving it its nice own title, first time ever here on the pod- podcast, uh, thank you for being here. Deirdre Mangan? Yeah. Awesome. I said it right. Yeah, You're doing dude, great. You nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Uh, join us once again. I don't know if you've seen Better Call Saul or not, but it doesn't matter. Adam Newman's here as well. Doesn't matter. I've seen, I, I've, uh, I've seen Breaking Bad, and I remember watching a, couple, a few minutes of the first episode being like, this is good, and then for some reason not having the time at the time to get into it. But sure. I'm, I, I want to watch it. So, uh, well, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Deirdre, what is your relationship with Better Call Have you seen Breaking Bad? Okay, so I saw the first season of Breaking Bad. Uh, fucking fantastic writing. I just, I think at the time, I was like depressed and it was too dark for me. Sure. So I thought it was great. I'm like, I'll go back to it. So from then on, I think I was at a friend's place and saw the episode where Gus dies. Yes. So I know who Gus Fring is. Okay. I've seen the first season, never saw Saul in the show, and I've seen some billboards of Better Call okay. Saul. <laughs> is that, that cheating if you've seen a be, billboard? That might be the most interesting concoction of knowledge brought into this podcast ever. I've seen a little bit of the precursor that takes place after it. Yeah. I've seen one episode of the fourth season where a guy who's in both <laughs> dies and also very outdated niche 
tongue-in-cheek advertising. Yeah. And I also wrote on two seasons of it, but I've never seen it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you didn't, did you? No, you didn't. Better call Saul. No, I don't believe. No, I don't. You never saw Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. And apparently, you played Nora. Yeah, it was Nora. You played the playlist. Um, <laughs> so you're bringing that into it. Mm-hmm. Do you like what? What are things that you like? Like, do you like big long? Because Breaking Bad is sort of like a prestige TV yes. staple, right? Mm-hmm. Do you do you like the prestige TV things? Do you go more towards other sort of stuff? Like, what is? Or do you just not? Have you never seen any TV? <laughs> Well, TV's different than a movie, I think. It's a lot bigger, like, investment of time. Sure. I'm a TV writer, so I, I hope I've seen a little bit. Uh, I don't watch any stand-up, so I didn't want to presume yeah. that you had seen television. Well, you know, I think for a long time I read more books than, uh, well, that's such an asshole thing to say. Anyway, <laughs> I do love prestige I preferred TV. the books I wrote. <laughs> if, you had a, if you had a podcast called Never Read It with comedians, you would have, I mean, just unlimited. I could have people on here. I would just only bring on people I went to high school with and have them do the Constitution. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or the Mueller Report. Yeah. Oh. The uh, No, I love prestige TV. Uh, we watch a ton of it. Um, but I I have mostly written for like... CW shows. Okay. What is a uh, what is a defining television? What's what's your favorite? Okay, I don't want to say like what's your favorite. Oh, don't ask but is there like something that was like, what's like the influential age where you were like, oh, okay, I could maybe make TV because I like this TV. <sighs> is there anything that's that to you? I remember, um, as crazy as it sounds, like Jackass. <laughs> where I was like, oh, you can just kind of be funny with your friends yeah. and people will like do that. Yeah. Uh, God. Which this is why, is... like, Mystery Science Theater is the greatest thing ever. because Mystery Science yeah. Theater. Yes, it's the closest to hanging out with your friends that, like, exists. That you could turn um, into it as a TV show, yeah. God, yeah, Adam knows. I always have to pause and talk through everything. We're um, married. Should we just, should people know that? I think that? it'd be funnier to pretend you just met, but she <laughs> says Adam knows this about yeah, me, like, yeah, the entire that's why. time. I'm like, you know, <laughs> you can just be like, just have two people be a guest on a podcast. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If you're going to say stuff like, we've seen this and we've done that. No, no, it's Throw it out there. The ambiguity was fun, but I do think we can wrap wrap up that. And now I can say, my wife, as much as I want on your podcast. Great, finally. Can we cut that part out? (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm going to talk over everybody and do it. You will not be able to get rid of all of them. What is that from? Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. So the I would say the weird TV show that's a pull for me uh, is American Gothic. Do you remember this? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a very strange show uh, with the dude from Office Space who says you're going to need to come in on Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah. The boss. Yeah. Gary something. He's in uh, Veep 2. It, it was like a genre show. <laughs> the sequel to Veep. Veep. It was a Electric southern Boogaloo. town. There was like, yeah. you know, uh, it. I revisited it. It doesn't hold up, but it still stands in my mind. You know, when you watch stuff like Lady Hawk or Kroll, that just didn't stand up <laughs> sure. to what your memory of it is. Kroll? Like Kroll show? No, Kroll. No. <laughs> when you watch these prestige TV shows like <laughs> the Kroll show. I, I think Kroll show holds up, honestly. <laughs> I thought Bobby I Bottle I'm Service at, was great. I'm looking at American Gothic here. There's Anthony Starr, isn't it, who's now huge because of The Boys. Um, oh shit! Who's he in the boys? He is. Uh, uh, He's Homelander. Oh, dude! All right, that's crazy. He was in that. God, I don't even. He looks like the face for something called American Gothic. You he know, really who... has. That like guy's a... incredible. He even like John Hamm is like Anthony Starr's jaw is a little out of control. They it's just such an intense chisel. We're getting off topic, but he's so good in the boys. We can talk about how good looking. Uh, there's not like a false moment. I, I I think that it is crazy that he's so good that we're all like, you know, who's good in that show? The Nazi God. Yeah. The Nazi God is so good. Uh, but he is. It's such an incredibly particular, specific performance mm-hmm. that I just watch it. And I'm like, I can't. I couldn't do that. Sometimes I watch like a T. I'm like, I could kind of be the funny guy. Funny up. neighbor. Like, yeah. That's totally. like. I'm like. That's a. Film acting at its best in a TV show presented to us by a company. That guy's a professional. And who else is in The Boys is the dude who is Gus on Breaking Bad. Correct. And Langston Kerman. And Langston Kerman. Bringing it back around. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Was he not available today to read? I was so disappointed that Langston, not disappointed, that sounds weird. I'm like, I was so sad Langston wasn't at the hero orgy. 
but I do yeah. think that would have been fun. Yeah, it it, when it came on, I'm like, this is gonna be a little, could be a little weird. Well, you don't want him to die. I didn't want him to die, so now he's still in the universe. That's canon. That's elf canon. He can come back anytime. Okay, so so these are nothing with. Be- I love Better Call Saul. I you, watched you it all. Watch it's it. a sh- it's the only show that I is like a cable or a network show that I kept up with from start to finish. Oh no! Like week to week. When it was on, you know, I probably if it was on Monday nights, I probably didn't go further than like Wednesday without having seen what had just happened. And I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't know if I do that with anything. Is there anything like you're keeping? Do you keep keep up? There's a game. Remember okay. we all kept yes. up with Game of Thrones. We, we like- this is a good question to ask us because we. I mean, well, yes, we watch. We got obsessed with the rehearsal. The rehearsal, the rehearsal we watched. Does like, that come out all the same time, or is it a weekly thing? Weekly. Weekly. Torture. Mm-hmm. We were watching The Boys as it came out. We were. Severance. Severance uh, we were watching yeah. as it came out. Uh, I mean. F-Boy th- Island. Dude, we were. We, we, were, we got it. really into F-Boy Island. Well, I mean, Wait, if, we were watching it. Okay. Yeah, we were watching it as it was coming out. Uh, we do often with John Oliver, but we can miss a John Oliver episode. And I think you have to offset if like you're watching Severance and The Boys. You kind of have to have F Boy Island in there, and it, it's sort of Dude. like bleak to just yeah. c- completely only live in like dire dystopia yes. worlds. Yeah, sometimes you got to watch the real one that's dire Ideally, a little bit. You we, make sure you've got like a little bit of dessert in with that. The ooh, dire, dessert. Yeah, and our which dessert, brings us to Great British Baking Show, no, which was, is another one. And F is for family, which uh, and we pretty just, much any show that starts with F, you guys are like, I will watch. Every we're on F's of right now. We're going through. <laughs> we're going through TV and the alphabet. F is for family is so fucking good. It's great. We have it's to great. say F and good. F and good. Oh, I can't. No, swear. you can cuss. I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> Fuck is for family. Did you see that is... show with cuss fring? Uh, well, that feels like we should go to. So a break. disappointed in yourself. I am. It's the thing is, if I don't say it, my knees hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I'm a. Pu- can't help it sometimes. Is this uh, how it is if you. So when, like, he's hanging out with, like, comedian, is it like, do you, do you, are you over it? Like, sitting around riffing? I, I it's got to be one of the reasons why I married him because he makes the worst puns and sometimes the best puns. And all across the board, I enjoy how much I hate them sometimes. Sure. It's, you know, you can't pick what you're attracted to. Otherwise, you probably would have picked something else. It's <laughs> 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 kind of what uh, I, I would say is because that's just a, a, it's a burden for you. Uh, and, it's uh, got to be exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I but, love you know. it. I do love it. All right. I'll get a good one out of her every now and again, though, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, this is, this is the break moment. Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. I figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there, May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show Hard to Say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month and people came out from the shows and that was, it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleairs.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleairs.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. Yeah, I don't really know what the rhyme and reason is for the breaks, but then there's whatever. ads that run. Oh, so are, in there. What do you think there's an ad for now? I don't know. I got a free mattress when I one time I tweeted at every mattress company, "Give me a mattress." Yeah, and Lisa sent me one. That's incredible. And I, all I do then was post about how I got it, 
And he was like, you can even be funny. And I posted, I asked every mattress company for a free mattress, and Lisa sent me one. Which is pretty funny. And that was it. And I think it got one like on the tweet. There's no way I... (laughs) sold or like they moved any leases because of me well it's a good mattress you have two people now sitting here and a sound engineer and you you got and everyone listening they got lisa mattresses uh in their brain now they might not even be a company anymore i didn't know they only have (laughs) this lisa they made one mattress and they sent it you want to go and never sleep it it's where you lay on a mattress from a company you've never slept on and uh fuck I, that I, didn't I, go anywhere. No, it sounded. It was believable. <laughs> it was just believable. Never sleep. It was the peak. Yeah. Of the entire thing. Yeah. Okay. So better call Saul. It's a television. Will. How come you didn't spell this? Never seen it. S C E N E. Because I think that is like I think like seen it is like a board game or something like that mm. with yes. DVDs. Um, and I that I just thought of that. I just didn't think of it at the time back then but the justification i just lied i don't know why i didn't do that it's not it's too much though you don't want too many jokes in the se- like, yeah you even went back on your own suggestion yeah, I before like i could explain why i didn't do I it. i think you did it right no uh, notes so better call saul on amc i would love to see the stock of amc plus and how it has gone down since this show ended if you have amc plus the little premium amc thing uh every commercial or everything amc plus was basically like Please stick around after Better Call Saul is over. Please, please, <laughs> please. We'll give it to you for one cent a year. Please don't leave. But it's like, it feels like what, you know, HBO has a little more stock. What else do they have? What else? A lot of AMC stuff. I guess Yellowstone is pop. Is that on AMC? I haven't seen Yellowstone. Does anyone know? Um, But, you know, their stuff is mostly Breaking Bad and Mad Men. And kind of gritty, gritty white guy shows. Gritty white guy shows uh, that are a little that are easily accessible elsewhere. Like Breaking Bad is streaming on like every streaming service, I think. And, yeah. And so I don't know what you're doing on AMC Plus at this point, besides unless you're just sitting at home laying around on your Lisa mattress. <laughs> Lisa.com/slash never seen it for zero percent off. Um, Better Call Saul just finished. It was on. Took so it was on for seven years, five seasons. Wow. A lot of mishaps, COVID. Heart attacks for the star. Oh, yeah. uh, he had to make nobody. A lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> it is my my one of my favorite things to watch is comedian be serious. Yeah, sure. As far as like acting performances, because every time a comedian is in a serious role, everyone's like, "Oh my god, they did such a good job!" And you're like, "Yeah, because yeah, being funny is harder." Yeah, yeah. He's basically yeah. just doing everything oh, up I, until the punchline. Okay, like, Odenkirk Not is every a comedian. <laughs> sure, Odenkirk is an exceptionally good. Name actor. one comedian who isn't a better actor than Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> who is a better is actor? Not. Oh, hmm. See, I was going to say stuck. Sandler, but I'd be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. always an exception that proves the rule. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know. He pretended that he met that girl after she was 18. I thought that was pretty good acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you might be the Hannibal for Seinfeld right now. I hope not. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, speaking of prestige TV, Hannibal. Uh, we did just watch We Gotta Talk About Cosby. <laughs> we did. Oh, really? W. Kamau Bell produced it or whatever. It was devastating. It was. Cosby was so good in it. Oh, I didn't see it. it. Cosby? <laughs> it was. I'll tell you, like like five minutes in, I was like getting upset because I'm like, man, they're showing, they really were like showing how great Cosby was at comedy and stuff, and it was like I'm getting mad watching this because I already know this and I I can't watch it anymore. You're but. like uncanceling him in your head. And you're like, this guy is really talented. Maybe you can separate the art from the. I'm not yeah. gonna watch the last episode. <laughs> yeah, I did. The, I do this like bit where I I pull up old movie scenes and I ask people to tell me like guess why they don't hold up. Right? It's like a, just a dumb joke. Yeah, I've I did seen one this. with like Kevin Spacey and like blah, blah. But then I do like a turn. So like Kevin Spacey was talking about 9/11 or something like that. Right? Yeah. It's all like a weird turn. But I looked up Cosby Show episodes that don't hold up, and there's an episode of the Cosby Show where he makes a barbecue sauce they that makes this, people. They talk about it in the in show the documentary where he's yep. like oh, yeah. he makes a he makes a barbecue sauce that makes people sleepy and susceptible to physical touch, mm-hmm. and he uses it to get him and Claire to and like uses sneak it. away from the barbecue and and the way he acts in that where he's like, "You ever have my barbecue sauce?" <laughs> it's so. It's in the middle of all this stuff happening. Uh-huh. Predatory. Yeah. It's so crazy. There's so many things like that, so many stand-up bits he had about, I mean, he talked about Spanish Fly, like, multiple times, multiple times, uh, the barbecue sauce, there's a few other things like that, and even, in the, they, they show it all, and in retrospect, it's like, 
Fuck, we're all Do you all think idiots. when the writers, they sit down to do the table read for the barbecue sauce episode, Cosby's like, you guys fucking nailed it. <laughs> this is such a good script. <laughs> do you think he didn't he didn't write that part though? Do you think I know he's an EP on it? Yeah, maybe he... he did. When he they should have known something was up when he suggested that every single episode when they sat down to write it, he's like, I have an idea for one. Every women are sleepy. Food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like leave this speech up to me. <laughs> it's just monologue. It's totally not even in the script. <laughs> uh so see every comedian's good at acting. Yeah. But I do uh, yeah, I like the are you a good actor? Have you acted in stuff? I think I'm probably only good at like playing like neuroticy type of. I do think comedians are often like when I'm like that's a good performance. It's kind of just them, yeah, being themselves. Yeah, there's some exceptions, but I've really been enjoying Rory Scovel on uh, Physical. Rory's a good actor for he's sure. He is really a good, actor. good. He's uh he's one of the we've been talking about this. The type of actor or person when they audition who can transport you into a whole other scene. Like you, you're there with them. They're interacting with the environment so well, even though it's not there. I guess act outs are called. You said, yeah, yeah. You said they're called act outs. Well, you can see how good a, an actor Roy Over. will be from watching his stand up. Oh, he's yeah. the most committed stand up yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I really think that is going, and he's just and as funny as anyone. You could Love see that, that with Cosby, too, which is why I always talk about Cosby and Rory in the same sentence. Yeah, I, at least for the Google SEO, I think it would be a good <laughs> idea if Bill Cosby, Rory Scoville could find its way onto the same oh search. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think he's going to come on this podcast. I've been asking him. <laughs> oh, man. No. I don't right. think Rory. Rory will either. Uh, <laughs> so. That's good. I like that. Uh, <laughs> so, but I yeah, Odenkirk is probably exceptional even for yes. a comedian. He's very yeah. good. Um, I don't want to talk too much about Saul because I want to get into spoilers. So you've never seen Better Call Saul. Uh, um, Aristotle, what's our time code right now? 21.8. Perfect. That's pretty far in. All right, let's go ahead. So you can cast it up. You re- you wrote what you believe Better Call Saul probably is. Oh, boy. Let us know who, you, who we'd like to play. You can do the wall-to-wall, all the stage direction and everything, hmm. and then cast accordingly. Well, shit. And grab if there's anything you want to score with. We have the instruments right up here. Hmm. Oh, that'll be good. All right. <laughs> uh... Kyle, would you would you be blonde lady? Sure. Uh, Adam, please be Saul. Whoa, role of a lifetime. Uh, and then we got a, a dude named Rudy. Uh, you're playing Saul, so Kyle play Rudy. Okay. And if there's anyone that like you want to reveal in time, we can do that if it comes up later too. Yeah. I had you play Sal, so Kyle, would you play Gus? Sure. Well? Oh shit, Kyle's got oh, so many more parts. It's I just I only have four characters, and if I can help it, I don't want two people to have to anybody to have to talk to themselves. It happens. Extemporaneous though. speech yeah. in high school. Yeah. Um, all right, I feel great. So I'm just Saul. You're just, just the titular character of a prestige television show that's won a bunch of okay. Emmys. Okay. Yeah. And I'm uh, unnamed. Right. You're Rudy. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Okay. You gonna read the title? Oh shit. Saul and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> That's what it looks Just like. Look at that. You fucking gotta laugh right off the top. All right. <laughs> Interior, low rent, small office, day. We see everything on the anti-hero and a noir checklist. Cheap blinds, messy desk, and a couch that doubles as a bed and a receptacle of whiskey sweat. We find the blonde lady who's on the billboards next to Bob Odenkirk wearing a skirt suit. She's on the couch looking through a banker's box labeled crime cases. The office door swings open and Saul Goodman lurches in. His clearance rack dress shirt and slacks are soaked with sweat. He drops his dusty briefcase and jacket on the table. Did you let a client take you to a second location again? Blonde lady tosses him on bottled water from her bag. Saul guzzles it down. They left me in the desert again. My phone died and all the pay phones are broken. I'm sorry I was late. That's okay, Saul. I accept you always make bad decisions. I accept that you always make bad decisions. I look past the warning signs because you're clever and talented, and I find that professionally and maybe romantically challenging. Hidden under this skirt suit and ponytail is a traumatic backstory. I want to control it and erase it, but I also lust for it. 
Anyway, while you were on screen navigating some clusterfuck of your own making, I was off screen finding information to move the plot forward. A phone rings on Saul's desk. Saul Goodman's office. Yo, Goodman, it's Rudy Potts. My cousin just got busted with a half kilo doing 82 and a 45. They got him down in Los Lunas. Rudy, I'd love to help you out, but who's going to pay me? You still owe me two grand, discounted from five grand because your godmother died, discounted from eight grand because you kicked in my door and said you were going to cut off my head and shit down my throat. Oh, screw you, Goodman. You'll never see a dime from me. Saul hangs up, holds his stomach. This gird is going to kill me. (laughs) Pointing to his briefcase. Would you mind grabbing my antacids? Blonde lady pops open his briefcase, pulls out a prescription bottle, and reads, Diavan. No, that's for my blood pressure. She pulls out another bottle. Lipitor? Oh, sorry. Lipitor? (laughs) I'm so excited to say Lipitor. I got got distracted by the prop that was going to be my pill, that was going to be a pill bottle. (laughs) Because you're so excited to have a fake pill bottle. Lipitor? No, that's for my cholesterol. She tries another bottle. Zolpidem? For sleeping. Another bottle. Vivance? For waking up. This one has someone else's name on it. No, not that one. It starts with an O? O something? Uh, Reading another. Oxycodone? Uh, no, but send it over. She <laughs> underhands the bottle to Saul. He pops a few pills and crunches down on them like he's tossing back a handful of party nuts. Knock, knock, knock. They trade works. Nope, they trade looks. Are we expecting anybody? No. Alarmed, blonde lady pulls a taser from her bag. Saul opens a desk drawer that has a bottle of aqua, bottle of aqua velva in it and a gun. Who is it? Gus Fring. May I come in? Nice try, Rudy. I'm armed and I'm on a lot of pills. The door opens. Gus Fring walks in. Mr. Goodman, I'll make this brief. My distribution business is in need of an in-house counsel, and based on your reputation and financial vulnerability, I'm offering you the position. I need someone to post bail for employees, create shell corporations, notarize signatures, someone who can be trusted to witness the horrors of a man's inhumanity to their fellow man and look the other way. Whoa, you got the wrong guy. For a shitload of money. I'll consider the offer. Also free chicken for life. He hands Saul a card that reads, chick filet. <laughs> Don't lose that card. It's irreplaceable. <laughs> I, I, sh- I should take that then. She's the responsible one. Think about it and call me. My number's on the chicken card. Gus leaves. Saul is stunned. Oh, boy, you know what I could do with all that chicken money? Saul, this is an escalation. For once in your life, think long term. I know you're already spending chicken money in your head. Head, but I could wipe out my debt. I get a car where I can't see the road through the floor. I know, but an office with air conditioning, suits made of breathable fabric, and a haircut that helps people accept my romantic interest in you. Sure, but at what cost? Do you think being a fixer for an elegant psychopathic crime boss who looks like he smells incredible at any time of day will uncomplicate your life? I hear what you're saying, but I'm a boomer who's low on cash and professional respect. Statistically speaking, I'm a high risk for suicide and have an aversion to eating pussy. I'm taking this gig. And I'll help you do it for some reason. Because you love me? In spite of mounting evidence that being associated with you will get me murdered? I think I do. They French. (laughs) Exterior cemetery day. Saul is shit hammered, crying over a grave inscribed with, Here lies blonde lady. (laughs) How did this happen? Why me, God? Why? A phone rings. Boop, 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 boop. (sighs) Saul pulls his phone from his pocket, drops the hysterics. Mr. Fring, what can I do for you? No, not too soon at all. Whatever you need. Artsy camera move away from Saul, then underground to show the blonde lady's corpse in the ground, into her pocket, where the irreplaceable free chicken card rests. The end. Oh, boy. Okay, how, how did I get any of it right? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, sometimes I joke and I say closer than you probably could have ever imagined, but this is closer than you probably ever could have imagined. I'm like, been dying to ask somebody, I've been... I almost did. I was with my old boss, Rob Thomas, the guy who, not from Matchbox yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. don't say it again, <laughs> okay. the guy from Veronica Mars and Party Down. We, he was asking me the other day if I saw Better Call Saul, and I was like, it's funny you say that. And then I was like, oh, I started mind mapping what this show could be for yeah. this, this script. And I'm like, uh, tell me how close I am. And then I'm like, no, wait. And he's like, yeah, it'll be better if you don't. But I've been dying to know. It's pretty close. 
it is pretty close. The blonde lady does have a name, which is nice for the yeah, show. Um, yeah. But other than that, I think it's pretty much exactly that. That uh, you know, you hit some some fairly similar conversations to like giant peaks of the show. Really? Uh, the the conversation about whether they're in love. This is a huge build uh, in the show. Uh, she's the uh, only one on the billboard. She's got to be like a Swiss Army knife. Got to be a she's love interest. Got to be a love interest, but also she's in a skirt suit, it's I think. It's very complicated. You know, it's hard to like delve into the motivation just in a conversation about the show because it's very complicated. Mm. They're really r- well written. Um, but it's not far off at all. You just kind of backs into The free chicken thing doesn't happen. But other than that, <laughs> what if I was like, that's the only thing you nailed is he gets the free... <laughs> Can you imagine if he had free chicken cards that he gives to his There's friends? There's cards though? that you get if you camp outside of a Chick-fil-A, I think, that gets you free chicken. You have to camp, though. Well, I think everyone's... Yeah. In, there's not even a wait for him. You just have to camp. Oh it's not God. that people are there early like a concert. Or go to a Lakers game, and if somebody misses two free throws, uh, it's called a foul ball, and you get a free chicken. Really? Yep. That, that's a pretty cheap way to get a free sandwich. Uh-huh. Is that real? Only $700? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, they do, they do it at a lot of basketball games. Well, neither of you have... But this is actually pretty much... There's like... Not like frequent looping, repeated negative behaviors that he has a hard time getting past or evolving beyond, but you kind of did nail exactly how that feels. Well, he always looks disheveled. There is a problem to making a prequel once the actor is 15 years older than when he played himself <laughs> in the last thing well, that you were in. New Mexico is dry. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 maybe he moisturized a lot between Better Call Saul and the Breaking Bad years, but it is that was like a very bizarre thing that happened. You know, that none of them are aging super good, even like, Spoiler, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul have cameos in Better Call Saul oh. I, at, 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 towards the end because the timeline start to ca- overlap a little bit. Okay. And uh, Cranston slips right back in. Is very much like it feels exactly the same. Uh, Aaron Paul looks like he's tried to move on with his life yeah. <laughs> and no longer looks like he's 20. Yeah. So, you know, aging from like – 25 to 40 is a lot different a than difference. like 50 to 65 as far as like physically how you look and he it took him a little bit to slip and he just looked so much not like jesse it looked like a like a hollywood boulevard impersonator <laughs> you know what i could believe though if if i don't know if i'm right about saul uh doing better because he decides to to get into this gus spring racket but i like to think that from the pilot to i don't know season five mm-hmm. he's doing better with money and money buys you really good moisturizers sure. and facials. Yes. He definitely is doing better with money. That's a good point, actually. He is, this is not a joke, sleeping on a couch that doubles as a bed with a cheap with cheap blinds and a messy desk in his office. That's that is Jake. where his office is at the beginning of the show. It is in the back of a nail salon. And it is right. Oh, I remember I that gonna, now. I was gonna see if I, he could like he rents out his office. I was like, that's an idea. Yeah. yeah, I just had a picture in my head of like just you know you you see any of the injury lawyer billboard guys and you're like, all right, There's, strip mall. Who's cheap. that guy in L.A. Because Better Call Saul, the Sweet ripped, James, Sweet James, Better Call Saul just straight up ripped their signs for the show and oh. like Vince Gilligan admit to it. That's hilarious. They're like, we just took the Sweet James font and we're like, how stupid are these signs? No one would trust this guy, and they just used them for. The scumbag lawyer in the drug show. That's really funny. Um, it the is, office and yeah. using the bed and everything, like that's straight out of Chinatown. And I'm sure somebody did it before that. No, no, they were the first ones to have a bed. <laughs> I think that was the first movie. It was the I Love Lucy was the first one where they shared a bed, but Chinatown was the first movie where there was a bed. Mm. Yes. I remember. Is that real? I Love Lucy was. I fall for that shit all the <laughs> No, but I Love Lucy, they were in separate beds and then she got pregnant. That was like a thing with that show. It was like the first sitcom where then the couple, like it showed that they pushed the that beds together. In, uh, Were they in a hot tub together? Yeah, that happened in Burton. <laughs> <laughs> he sneezed and she was dressed inappropriately and then she was pregnant in the next episode of the show. That's uh, so I was going to do a joke about Burton Ernie, but I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> okay, well, don't worry. Just leave it up to the imagination how offensive it could have possibly been. One got, one got <laughs> pregnant and they shared a bed. Remember how they had two different beds <laughs> on Sesame Street? I, d- I don't know. No, the Bert and Ernie had two separate beds. Yeah, on Sesame Street. Yeah, and then uh, Ernie got pregnant, <laughs> and they, uh, they they shared a bed. I don't know if what's real in here and what's yeah, part of the bit. That's that's what happens in my day to day. You're just on Sesame Street's Wikipedia we page got, three days later, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, I made all that up." We got married as a bit. Yeah, 
and now it's confusing. I've asked to do that a few times. Yeah. I've had people I asked. One time, yeah, yeah, I just figured it'd be fun. I was like, I can marry it. It is. the Pawn Stars place. Yeah. Pawn Stars? In Vegas. Do they have a... Have you been to the Pawn Stars Pawn Shop? I have shop? been to the Pawn Stars Pawn Shop. Yeah. This could be a whole other podcast. It's a though. t-shirt shop now. It could be called Pawn Cast. Uh, it is crazy. The guys are never there. I lo- We don't got to start talking it's about Pawn Stars. It's a merch store. Pawn Stars Pawn Shop is a merch store for the Pawn Stars show now. Yeah, yeah. Don't you, you hate when someone, don't you hate when you sell out? You, go, <laughs> you should be running this scummy, poor pawn shop your yeah. whole life with your family. Okay. The one thing that really stood out to me about this as well is you're a television writer, and frequently I have stand-up comedians on here. I, yeah, I'm not good at that part. No, but this is written I'm so much better this, and I'm a comedian. than any other script that has... Uh, you can tell when it's a writer... When it's a stand-up comedian... We had a stand-up comedian on here who... Andrew Andrew Collins, who who said exterior a horse. That's like so. It's like you know what I mean. The the the, the outside they, of a horse. How, God, we're on the outside. Right. You could tell it wasn't the revenant because that's interior <laughs> bear. A bear. Yeah. Um, which would be funny or to see if that's space. actually in the script. Yeah. Or Ace Ventura two, a rhinoceros. I have not seen Ace Ventura two. Oh, he comes out of a rhinoceros. I did know that. You've seen that. Have clip. you seen Inner Space? I've never even heard of that. What? Exterior inner. Inner space, space sounds like if Martin uh, Short. Okay. I love Dennis Short. Quaid. Okay. Dennis Quaid is a scientist who's like, or no, he's a pilot who gets shrunken by scientists down to a microscopic okay. like level, put into some liquid in a in a like uh, what's it called? Syringe. Syringe. Okay. And then Martin Short gets unexpectedly he's not supposed to be shot up with this sh- syringe. He was supposed to go into somebody else. I think this syringe was supposed to go into a dot. Whatever. It was an experiment. It mm-hmm. went wrong. Martin Short gets shot up with it. So then. Dennis Quaid is in his body, like talking to him somehow. And Martin Short, rest of the movie, just has Dennis Quaid inside of him. And you are also in Dennis Quaid's adventure inside of Martin Short's body. Huh. I loved it. That's crazy. That's almost what I would have guessed the plot would have been. I think I could have done a pretty good script of that for this show. When you said inner space, I assumed Seth MacFarlane was ripping off a Christopher Nolan movie with like a whole other television series for Paramount Plus. I thought it was just going to be like an interstellar thing that he made. That Seth. I hope it works out for him. Wasn't he supposed to die in 9/11? I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but I Who think was he, supposed to die in Seth MacFarlane not supposed to. That's bad framing oh, to say like that's he was how the you target. It, uh, but that's how I planned it. <laughs> Uh, I was, that's just how many seasons of Family Guy there've been. Nine, eleven, somewhere in there. He, wow. I think he was supposed to be on one of the planes. He overslept. Oh, thank well, God. I know. God. Yeah. Otherwise, I guess this is a good time for the second break. Is that real? Does anyone know? I think so. Can I don't want my internet history is too bogged down with nine eleven stuff. Okay. It's a weird thing to be wrong about. I also, Adam can tell you that I, wrote, I took a notebook and wrote way too much shit trying to figure out what do I think this show is about Dude. and came up with so many specific things that it made me want to watch the show. I really want to watch Breaking Bad. and I, I mean, I really want to watch Break, uh, uh, Better Call Saul, and I would totally go back and watch Breaking Bad. I, I'll tell you, I know we're, we're comedians who have been doing it around the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Almost I was, all day. Yeah, I was in uh, I was in New York, and I got into Breaking Bad like maybe a season or two before the the finale, so I could binge tons of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would binge Breaking Bad for like six, eight hours, and then go out and do my stand up shows for the night. And I was uh, it destroyed me. I, I couldn't, sure I couldn't. No show has ever done that to me before. I was on stage being like, uh, "Where's everybody in Breaking Bad?" I couldn't talk about anything else. Uh, I think that it's a problem. I think that. Uh, binging is a problem, and I prefer yeah. the week to week. And I think the shows that have the biggest la- it's healthier. The shows that have the biggest lasting power are the ones we are able to talk about. Do you know? I believe Squid Game would have remained in the zeitgeist so much longer if it came out. I don't know if it did it come out week to week. Maybe that's a complete wrong tale. But when you well, like, I, we, like we the Queen's it. Gambit or like these shows where they drop a whole season at the same time, yeah. could have been these big great things that people because t- people in the downtime talk about. In between right. the weeks of Breaking Bad, in between the weeks of Game of Thrones, when you have this week, people really talk about the show, look up crap on the internet yeah. over and over again. The We're water at, cooler conversation. The water cooler. Yeah. I bought a water cooler just to talk to my roommates about. <laughs> and now uh, I just talk to the water cooler. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I watched. Uh, the sparklets yeah. guy knows all of my theories about House of Dragon. <laughs> well, because like 
Queen's Gambit was a show that we just like binged in like three days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for three days, mm-hmm. that was basically our, our lives. And then you don't think about it anymore. And, and now, yeah, I can't even think about it anymore. Yeah. I got to say is uh, writing TV, binging really keeps you on your toes when you're breaking story because you're like, well, they're going to see if there's inconsistencies from episode to episode or if we're treading water. So you feel like you have to make sure one thing is it, there's like less of the because lost they kind of what would have sure what would have been your like six week break is seven seconds yeah and they're thinking about the thing from seven seconds ago you're really just putting together whatever that happened in, you're in, making some weird combination of whatever foods you got left in the kitchen was stranger things had an inaccuracy where they didn't acknowledge a date so it was uh, like a character's birthday or something and they didn't bring it up so like in the first season they're like it July 8th is Will's oh. birthday. And then the most recent season, they're like roller skating on July 8th and yeah. no one mentions his birthday. It's because they and switched everyone to freaked Mormon. out about it. And they, <laughs> they, they went back and retroactively edited and changed season one. To where if oh, you watch it now. Oh, shit. That's criminal. The in- I, I agree with you that it is. That's Wait, a, is it? That's kind of cr- trying to It's what Kanye everybody. did to his entire album. Like every, he kept changing it on Spotify and everything for like a month after it came out. Okay, it but is that, funny when somebody buys a thing and then you change it. I guess, but but this is it is so changing. weird to go back and. It, I, Can I do that with my first comedy albums? I just no. I did. I, I go back words, to mine. And I, I wish say, I did. I just say J K L O L after every joke now. Yeah, that's so a good people idea. know I was kidding. No, you can't do that. It's like it's changing reality. It's like it would. How crazy would every person who is like. Well, no. what is taking down a statue of a Confederate soldier? Just kidding. Right. Sorry. Besides bad. <laughs> um, that's what that's breaking and bad. Yeah. Uh, the there's the there's the examples of like Thirty Rock takes that's down the news their, these their days. blackface episodes oh. off of streaming, and uh, Mad Men did the same thing where they're like editing out when I don't know if you've seen Mad Men like Roger Sterling wears like blackface at one yeah. point. This is literally like a rich racist guy seventy years ago where where and so they they take these things out. And then it's not available anymore unless you have the physical media. God, it's it's that's a harder thing for me to say I don't agree with. I don't know what Looney Tunes, which I love, loved Looney Tunes, has a precursor to Looney Tunes that says there's it's and this is paraphrasing Juni Tunes. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they just, they don't use the two O's. Right. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> they paraphrase they're just like there's racial stereotypes. And caricatures in here that are insensitive and racist. They were then. They are now. We left them in because if we took them out, we'd feel like we would be ignoring that we ever did this. And we did. But how much are kids watching Looney Tunes? Because there's one thing about this belongs in a museum so that we know what it was like. Mm -hmm. And then there's another thing to actively distribute something and put things into ideology like make it a part of culture well like, my nephew is obsessed with looney tunes he ran off a cliff and thought he'd be fine if he didn't look down it's also funny to do a, a, a thing in the beginning that's just like all of this is totally wrong and we shouldn't have done it and it was a different time and then black faces walking around and stuff this is we apologize for all the car accidents we've caused by tunnels being painted on cliffs you can't make the distinction i think your your nephew's not going to run off a cliff because he's not a cartoon but there's still there's still ideas they live in Missouri. And there's now Somebody nowhere should be near watching cliffs. him at, yeah. at the very least. Sure, sure. I think that it is. There's a weird. When do you stop retconning your things? Blackface is different than Will's birthday was wrong in season one. Much different. And then what tiny little things won't come up with like crazy fandom and things like that, where they just go back and change it. What I'm saying is, buy DVDs, <laughs> buy Blu-rays. If you go to Walmart, they're free. <laughs> there's just, in that big in bin box. on is, the way out. Right. Is a greeter gonna chase you? They're so old. They are so old. Yeah. Look, I, you could, I'm an advocate for stealing. Yeah. From the big corporations. Yes. I'll steal. I steal, I got no problem stealing from Walmart. Here's an ideology I have is something called the self-checkout tax. Speaking of stealing and stranger <laughs> things, Winona Ryder liked to steal stuff, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant scenes because she was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we hey. really we did all get mad at her for that. I would never, never bother me. That was a bunch me. of bullshit. I, I have a hard time believing that the media over- crucified a woman uh, inappropriately 25 years ago. Yeah. I think it's weird that they edited that. I don't know how I we got on the weird. pre-editing thing. No, Can't you just be like, it's really fucking hard. There's a lot of continuity. Yeah. Wasn't there a Game of Thrones that had a, a Starbucks cup or a water bottle in it? Or you know, it was, it like- was a coffee cup, and it wasn't Starbucks. 
but they got so much free That's promotion really from yeah. everyone That's calling really it. Funny. You think Coffee yeah. Bean was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I, forgot. <laughs> <laughs> like I forgot about the that. The Coffee Bean yeah. CEO recognizes their cup and he's like, we're going to fucking make bank. Yeah. And then they're like, look at Amelia Clark was Starbucks. It's like, <sighs> you know who needed the publicity was Starbucks being yeah. on HBO. But who cares? Did this? I guess I don't know if that takes you guys out of it. If you see a that I didn't notice that no. till they showed. But what I do, you know what though? If they went back and they digitally turned that coffee cup into like a sword or something, I I don't I don't care. Ah, <laughs> I, I just love... a sword standing straight on end. Leave it. <laughs> a Starbucks sword. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it was just weird when Jon Snow goes, that's a grande sword. <laughs> that's great. I, I just don't, I, I don't know. Maybe that's the downside of it all, of being able to talk about it for a week. Is I, Like, that's what happens to, I don't really keep up with Marvel stuff too much. No. But it feels like the internet has, like, the expectations everyone has for every Marvel thing is just something they've built up in their head. When like a, sh- a movie or shows come out, they're like, "This cameo has to be in it, and this person has to yeah. play this person, and this." Yeah. And the fans have just built this insane thing, and then it's just like a pretty good movie, and they're like, "What the fuck was that? That none of that was on Reddit." You can't win if you did everything that the nerdy fans wanted to do. It would be inaccessible it, it would to everybody suck. else. Yeah, it would and, suck. Yeah, so whatever. That's why I'm not. I'm not on Twitter anymore. I mean, that's not the only reason, but it's it's too many. It's too much shit. Complaining. You, you can't possibly like write if you're like reading all that stuff. You get like paralyzed. I know. I think we should just all do. The only person who's handled their like post massive success career properly is J.K. Rowling. I think we all agree. <laughs> yeah. If we can all just say that again. Yeah. <laughs> get your success and then go ahead and make I a political. I guess she kind stance. of like retcons all of her stuff too, but just through a tweet. That would be a crazy. <laughs> Way, he tweet. Was gay. Yeah. If like yeah. The, if the Duffer brothers were like, Will's birthday was July 9th. Yeah. Like, Did you just tweet it? You just tweet yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You could just be like, Yeah, we know it was July eighth in the first season, but it was because they had other plans uh be on the tenth, which is really his birthday. <laughs> so they did an early party and it was just too much to explain. Plus the, the, the eighth landed on a Friday. So that was like helpful for everybody because <laughs> they were all free. Yeah. And they could do that. I just in a show where that much you you suspend your disbelief that much to like call them out for this birthday especially mishap? stranger things like stranger things is there's you're going so many places with them the like birthday that, thing is gonna the, i have to suspend my disbelief that there's hasn't been any cocaine in it <laughs> mm. <laughs> how the show has gone this far with no you're telling me based on how winona Ryder behaves in this show she does no cocaine where would None the of them do where, any cocaine. Where, where would be the place that they would do cocaine? Their There's nose. A, High school uh, bathroom. Yes, yeah, I get that. High school bathroom? You're telling me none there of these like no older high school high kids? School? I don't remember there being coke in my high school. Did you have coke in your high school? More of a Pepsi high school. But yeah. other, we had a Fruitopia machine. We did have a Fruitopia machine. <laughs> <laughs> Fruitopia people, is what we called meth in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> we had a Fruitopia machine and liter- in high school, and people were pouring uh, vodka in their... They'd take a few sips and put vodka and just be drinking at school. But that, no cocaine. I mean, coke's more of a performance-enhancing drug, I think. Yeah. yeah. You were in upstate New York. Upstate New York, they had cocaine at and school. And they were bored. Like, we... Right? I mean, I remember the guy who had the hookup, and that's where you got all the Molly from, and like, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't think Molly even made its way. I don't think Molly's in Missouri yet. Wow. I didn't hear about it until college. They're just, they're a little behind on these sort of things. What, there's time zones and plus shipping. Mm. And they just got the breakfast club with they Molly did. Ringwald. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Molly they just got in Missouri. Uh, All day long. All day long. <laughs> All Do night you want long. some Molly? He has the <laughs> DVD of The Breakfast Club. Before they went back and changed it. There was... was <laughs> Wait, what would they change? What it would it they used change? to be The Dinner Club. Yeah, they switched it from It was after-school detention. I bet they did probably... Well, isn't there a scene in The Breakfast Club or the... I don't know if I've ever seen it. That the scene where they're like, what like is for breakfast anyway? Desk. Doesn't the punk guy like climb underneath her desk and like look up her skirt or oh, something like that? Oh, maybe. Probably. That feels like something they might change. Plus, uh, they do. She does the. She shakes the dandruff out of her hair and then puts it into lines and and snorts it because it's <laughs> really cocaine. <laughs> that's how. That's how the older teachers smuggle coke into the school is As through dandruff. dandruff. Yeah. 
she was really enterprising, she would have tried to sell it to somebody as instead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like how people would sell pencil shavings or oregano as sure. marijuana. She sold her damn pencil shavings. I pencil shavings is like the go-to like joke. Like I thought it was marijuana, but it was pencil shavings. I've and you're like, never heard pencil shavings. I've only heard oregano. I, I, oregano makes way more sense, and if you look at it, oregano doesn't fucking look like weed either. But uh, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, pencil shavings is like the old reference, but yeah, it doesn't look like pencil shavings doesn't look like. And if you smoke them too, they just they just make your throat really hurt. Sure. Everything was lead-based back then. Yeah. The paint, the weed, mm-hmm. all of it was just lead-based. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Zeppelins. Sorry, that wasn't even good at all. Fuck! <laughs> the Zeppelins. Yeah, it was made out of lead. I understand. <laughs> Did you steal that pun, that pun from, like, an African-American blues artist? Oh, boy. Um, yes. We uh, <laughs> we have I, I I we get that joke so much. We got we have we have uh we have a nice little lead belly uh, vinyl collection. Impressed by that? This, That's a lead belly I, joke, right? Generally, we don't have to do a ton of editing, but this Kyle, episode is going to be like. Is that a lead belly I'm gonna joke? I'm going to have to buy an external hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> It was. Uh, what are we looking I, at? I just want to thank you for all, it, here, all the times you've had me on the podcast because this might be my this might be the last. Did one. you know last time Adam was on the podcast, he had like a small stroke when asked to promote what he had going on, and then didn't get to promote anything. It was like Adam, your turn. He goes, uh-huh. I don't know what happened. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. What are we God. looking at? We got time for one no, game, and then we're out of he, here. He came home and and he was. Uh, uh, embarrassed about a, a hug with Langston. Oh my God, Kyle! I didn't tell you about that. He came back very excited that he saw Langston, and then was embarrassed about it. I, me, and Langston had the most awkward hug you've ever seen in your life. Really? Outside by the the cars. Yeah. Went, outside like, by the cars. By the cars. The whole band was out we there. Both have me and Langston both have cars. <laughs> <laughs> me and Langston uh, by the cars, and then this also. is the worst game of Clue of all time. It was Adam with the hug by the cars. <laughs> I just I went in for a hug, and it was like, oh, okay. It was a bad. It was a. It was a. It was a. The, the hug handshake. You and you know, know the whole raisin canes line of cars saw you guys do that. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? That line has finally died down. All right. No, no I was pretty big on the way over here. Was it really? Yeah. I guess this one. Do your listeners know that we're right by a raisin canes the chicken first, finger shop? Not only do they not know, they don't care. Mm. <laughs> Kyle, this is the first time I've done a podcast where I'm sure I'm doing a bad job while. <laughs> I think it's my my non comedy energy. I just get nervous around uh, girls who who I like. You really wanted to like you. Yeah. <laughs> it is so weird being married and every day just trying to impress her with jokes that I know everybody hates. Sure. That does sound weird. I mean, I understand exactly all the words you said and the order they were in. It <laughs> sounds weird. Yeah. Being married fucking sucks. <laughs> Damn. Here we go. We got a game we're going to play. Get ready to play before and afters. How this game works is two movies have been smashed together into one movie. I will read you the smashed together plot. You have to tell me the smashed together title. You can chime in with these. Adam, uh, um, you will be the, the bells, and Deirdre, you will be the eggs, egg shakers. You can chime in, or you can work together, but it'd be fun to chime in. Some examples: Wolf of Wally Street, Fargo, yep. Saving Private Silverman. What was the movie? Did it better Call. Um, what's one that you could do? Better Call Saul. Better Call Me by My. Better, better Call, call me by, your by name. My Saul. By, better Call all, Me by. Your... Better Call Saul the dogs. All Saul the King's Men. What's that fucking movie called? Saul <laughs> the call, King's Men. Call Me by Your Name. Better Call it... Me by Your Name. Better Call Me by Your Name. See, they're hard. Everyone listening. Yeah. I think we just. You guys are like these are so dumb. It's difficult to come up with these. I didn't write any of these ones that are in here today. I got to give a shout out to Moist on the Discord for the podcast uh, who wrote these ones that you were going to be doing here today and and a bunch more. If you want to join the Discord, it's a bunch of never seen it fans, fart.kyleairs.com. That will give you a link to join, like a message board of fans. Here we go. Before and after. Better call powder. Sorry, go ahead. What? Was the combination of Better Call Saul and powder? Yep. That's it. Better call powder. Have you ever have you ever done a podcast where you lost Twitter followers? <laughs> <laughs> like before it even comes out, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. leaving right now. <laughs> Rebecca yeah. has unfollowed you via the Zoom, <laughs> yeah. just chiming in on the Zoom meeting. People, 
Wait, was is that Rebecca Trent? No. Oh. It's Rebecca Steinberg, podcast producer. She's oh, on cool. Zoom listening. But I don't think I, Rebecca, do you follow me on Twitter? Yeah, no, yeah, I think so. No oh, reason. Okay, are we going to leave that part in? Because as long as we have Rebecca's voice, if not, we can get her to do. What's it called when you record later on your own, over the the lips? Anyways. Masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Got Rebecca laugh there. <laughs> That's actually one of my sound effects. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> Here we it's go. Nah, you're going to regret it. Before and after number one. Two jazz music. Two jazz musicians take on a femi- take on feminine personas to escape the mob and solve a string of suspicious murders in a small, idyllic English town. Some oh. Two jazz musicians. <laughs> I got you on this one. I just don't know the second fucking. See, two jazz musicians solve take on feminine personas. a string of murders persona. in an idyllic small town. English town. English town. Hold on. What's the first one? We can work the together. The first one maybe. is "Some Like It Hot." Oh, I didn't know that. "Some Like It Hot Fuzz." <laughs> Some Like it, it Hot yeah. Fuzz. All right. Is. See, that maybe was good working together. In my hands. Oh yeah. Great job. Great that's, job. And that's relationship goals, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag relationship goals. Number two. I love this one. This one's so good. A struggling boutique bookstore owner exchanges emails with an anonymous pen pal who turns out to be an enormous extraterrestrial predator. This one's so good. A struggling boutique bookstore owner exchanges emails with an anonymous pen pal who turns out to be an enormous extraterrestrial predator. Is it you've got mail? Okay, I thought it was you've got mail. Big predator. Extraterrestrial. Uh, Hold on. What's the second movie? Do the second movie again. Okay. Who? It's enormous extraterrestrial yes. predator. Okay. <laughs> enormous. So Not a ton of clues. You've got predator. We are um, looking for. You've got Malian. Oh, uh, what? You can do boy. it. The, I'm like. You can. Mm. Nah, that's good. I would have. I would have forced a pun in like that too. You've got Malian. I yeah. didn't know you could force them in like. Like that. Fargo. That was one of them. That was forced in one. That's you know Fargo what? and I've, Argo. Remember I've had examples? you explain that one every time. It never sticks with me. I think that's yeah. unfair. That's okay. That's I understand. A lot of people hate this game. You loved that one. I guarantee that's one of the spots on the bingo board is people being pissed off at a game. Um, <laughs> here we go. I do love that one, though, because you, you've got Malian. That's great. Next one. A college student enters a BDSM relationship with a corporate executive who is responsible for putting together America's first circus acts. It's Fifty Shades of something, right? Uh-huh. Circus acts. With a corporate executive who is r- responsible for putting together America's first circus acts. Okay. I don't know the second movie. Fifty Shades of fucking Ringling Brothers. We're looking for Fifty Shades of the Greatest Showman. Fifty uh, Shades of Greatest Showman. I haven't seen it either. That's okay. <laughs> last one, last one. A young man recounts his time in Nazi Germany as he searched for his missing parents with his imaginary friend, Hitler, on a radio program. Oh, holy shit. A young man recounts his time in Nazi Germany Germany as he searched for his missing parents with his imaginary friend, Hitler, on a radio program. This is tough because one of these movies, you don't really remember that this is the plot to the movie. I don't think I... I don't know. I don't think I know either I movie. Nope. We're looking for Joe, Joe Dirt Rabbit. Holy uh, shit. Joe, Joe, Dirt Rabbit. That one's hard. <laughs> yeah, that one's really that hard. That one I would put in like the very hard Joe category. Joe, Joe, Dirt. Okay, I haven't seen Joe, Joe, Rabbit, but Joe Dirt was... He's at a, he's on uh, a radio show telling Reliving. a story about how he lost his parents. Okay. Yeah, but Hitler's not his dad in that. Yet. <laughs> um, once again, one of those retcons I think they're going to do because yeah. his real dad was played by Kevin Spacey, and so they don't want it to be bad. Oh. Uh, here we go. We got one last game, and then we're out of here. Let me find the song for it. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, wow. Guess what movie okay. trailer Kyle's okay. dad is describing okay. having only watched <laughs> and never having heard of the movie game. 
this game so hard. This game is called Guess the Movie Trailer. Kyle's dad is describing, having never heard of the movie, the game. Um, but only watched trailer. I don't remember the whole title. I think I do. Anyways, my dad describes the movie trailer he's watching. Yeah. You have to tell me what movie it's a trailer of. Okay. My dad not very good with the references. It's been you know it's been a little while since he's been in movie theater. Uh, we will do this one here. Here we go. It can be any movie from any time ever. Okay. <laughs> She's doing a presentation in front of the class and now talking about a party she threw where people showed up. They were talking on their cell phones while next to each other in the hall. You want to chime you in already now? You got it. Clueless. It is clueless. What? He's very, he was being very visual. I was going to say dangerous minds. I saw Adam just be impressed that everyone showed up to the party for the <laughs> hypothetical person in the movie trip. Okay. Like, and everyone showed up. I saw you go, hmm, so it's pretty a, good. Yeah, it's a movie about the most popular person in the world. <laughs> Can't hardly wait. I don't know. <laughs> that is incredible. Uh, what a guess. I think we're going to wrap up in there. This has never seen it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we got to do some more to make up for all the stuff that we're going to have to cut out that I did wrong. I think it's fine. If this podcast was 11 minutes long, everyone would be okay with it. Okay. This podcast is never airing. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast should be called Never Heard It because no one's going to hear it. Sorry, this it. episode. Bam, bam. I was trying to find like a fun thing, but I don't have any. Uh, to make a little sound effect, uh, Adam, if, you, if you'd like to let everyone know um, what Deirdre's got going on, that'd be great. <laughs> What Deirdre's got going on? What you got going on. You fucked it up last time. Yeah, you're right. I would love it if your listeners thought anything I did was funny to go to my website, adamnewmancomedy.com. Okay. Okay. Sorry, okay. all my shit started playing. That was like... Okay. Sorry, Adam. I'm sorry. sorry. That was very on purpose. Okay, well. Felt I don't very know on purpose. Came. No, no. I just... I didn't know the keyboard. Were. Anyways, I think that we're at time, so yeah, that sure. is it for us. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Deirdre. Thank you for having me. Drove all the way Burbank. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. That's it for Deirdre and her Better Call Saul script. That's it for myself. That's it for Adam Newman. Please uh, go to Adam Newman's website. Go follow him on Instagram and Twitter. We, we've had fun just cutting him off when he gets to plug stuff. But uh, go find Adam, actually. And he's going on tour. And he's got a bunch of cool stuff going on. AdamNewmanComedy.com. Uh, thank you, Deirdre. Thank you, Starburns, myself, Rebecca Steinberg, Ali Naku. Uh, today, Aristotle joined us, and he was our, our, our audio engineer. So uh, Aristotle Acevedo, everyone's wonderful. Thank you so much. Find us on Instagram and Twitter and all that. Play bingo. Starbanks Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.